0: on a beautiful fan friday edition of locked on nfl draft we've got an uncountable amount of questions from you
1: innumerable
0: the good people of the podcast it is the amount is infinite it is not finite it is infinite there are so many questions that we have to get to you ask you guys ask Some crazy ones this week. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, well, you picked a very, very interesting episode to start your maiden voyage as an ally of the pod, but we got some great ones here on Fan Friday. Of course, like the name says, we like to talk about football. We're talking about football the entire time, most of the time at least, during the week, Monday through Thursday, but on Friday, we like to loosen up the tie a little bit, get a little casual, wear a Hawaiian shirt to work, Mm -hmm. and really get into some Ask Me Anything stuff. So it can not be about football. Could also, as you will hear over the next hour, be a lot of not
1: football. Before
0: we get to all of the crazy questions, Ben, my friend, how are you?
1: Everything is delicious. Uh Mr. Oh, we have so many answers, crazy number of questions. Yeah, we had 47 responses when you retweeted the tweet. Yeah, of course. Which I saw that I was like, this man is is fishing. This man is diving. <laughs> For further engagement, and I respect it.
0: I think we have, I think we have like eighty or ninety questions total for this one, which is really great for a summer Fan Friday.
1: We should want one one Fan Friday. We should commit beforehand that we will answer every single question, dude. Even that's... if the answer is like, this is dumb, we don't want to do this. And then see how see and, and promise ourselves to still try to fit it in an hour and see if we can do it.
0: I mean, there's no way we could fit it in an hour. What we would have to do no. is. Either break up the episode into multiple parts, like go throughout the weekend, like give you guys Fan Friday Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3, or just like a three-hour
1: Fan Friday. Listen, no discussions, no no making fun of each other's answers, no nothing. Just Just, just answer every question beforehand, write it out, speed talk it through. Fan Friday done in a tight 50 minutes, three questions per minute, flying. Would not be a fun listening experience.
0: I'm impressed that you can lie to yourself enough to say that we wouldn't have back and forth banter. That we could possibly control ourselves in that manner. Also, people already listen to the podcast at like two times the speed. I don't know how you people out here do this. I think we've talked about it before. I mean, I love you to death because you're listening to the podcast. But some of you listen to Ben and I talk at two times the speed. And I already think we talk fast. Like right there, right there, that, that little cadence right there. It was for you guys. It was, I don't know how you respond. I don't know how you understand this stuff.
1: If I listen to a podcast on regular speed, I'm already like, oh, this is weird. I don't like this. I'm so used to fast speed. If I listen, Trevor, if I listen to myself, Uh my voice, my podcast voice at one time speed. Yeah. I hate myself. (laughs) Like, this (laughs) is. The way that I speak, why do I make these vowels so long? It's not necessary. This sucks. Everybody who's listening to me at one speed right now, put on at least one point two, if not one point five, depending on what app you're using, please. Because I sound horrible at regular speed. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever
0: brought myself to listen to my voice at 1- one one point five. I don't think I've ever done that.
1: It's better. Everybody sounds better fast.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right, let's get into these questions here. Tim's got the first question. He's batting leadoff. He said, at the age of 27... Tim's 27, not me. I used to be. Now I'm 30. Sad day. I still wave my hand subtly at automatic doors to imagine opening them with the Force or magic. But it got me to thinking. In Harry Potter, there is magic. In Star Wars, there is the Force. Now, assuming that you are indeed a wizard or a Jedi, which would you prefer to have more, magic or the Force? And what would you use the power for most?
1: Firstly yes absolutely every single automatic door that i open i'm thinking in my head about willing it open with my power so you're not alone was it uh tim. it was tim, tim? Yeah, yeah tim Number one number two i think it is harry potter magic just because there's more versatility obviously the limits are also there like you have to have your wand uh you know you you can only uh non cast at a very high level as opposed to the force where it's just like automatic nonverbal casting uh and then obviously the new star wars movies are kind of being like wow the force can do anything it's like that's a little bit annoying uh the force feels like it's got more of a limited scope than harry potter magic does uh and so i think harry potter magic i would open doors with it obviously uh i would just take my one i would just open the doors like earlier than they should be like at a different speed just make it very clear that i could um, but then like, you know, when when like the Weasleys like like Molly Weasley just like has dinner cooking like just like by magic that that seems like the bomb so like would, to just be like so you would, a chore.
0: So you, so you would pick you would pick Harry Potter magic to microwave something.
1: No, not microwave something. You cook like a whole fancy meal. Like make the laundry do itself. Think about how much time you would spend in the day if I could just wave my wand at my desk and like it would be clean. Or like just like wave my wand at the leash and the harness and it would go take Nugget for a walk. Any daily chore. Just magic. I'm going to keep it a buck with you.
0: never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. Why do I engage with you? I understand the the, the presence uh, or the premise of the films. And I understand, I understand the what presence. goes on, but, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. And so the, the answer was always going to be the force for me anyways. And I was going to ask a follow-up, like, do I get a lightsaber? Like, is that a thing? No.
1: No. So I don't get one. Uh, wasn't said in the question. So, so you get a saber. It's not kit, uh, part and parcel of the force No,
0: but it says you are indeed a wizard and or a Jedi. So if I'm a Jedi, do I get a lightsaber?
1: No, you get the force.
0: Why not? It says I'm a Jedi. Because the lightsaber's not part parcel with the Force. What are you talking about? It says, you're assuming, hold up, the the question, hold up, the the question says, now assuming that you are indeed a wizard or a Jedi, what Jedi doesn't have a lightsaber at some point in time in their story?
1: Do you need to be holding a lightsaber in order to use the Force? No. Then you don't get a lightsaber. Whereas in Harry Potter, you need a, a wand. Okay, so you're limited by the wand. Yes, which I said
0: in the top. All right, fine. I'm gonna use force lightning. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna use the power for.
1: Perfectly fine. Very cool. Slightly evil. Slightly,
0: no, mainly evil. <laughs> mainly evil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna all write,
1: nefarious. I'm intent. gonna
0: write the wrongs of human history, all with the power of lightning. That probably won't go over well. All right, George asks this next one said, hey, Trevor, I was hoping that you and Ben could solve a debate that I was having with my fiancé. Wow,
1: relax, George.
0: Could you and Ben rank the breakfast big three of pancakes, waffles, and French toast? She seems to think it goes French toast, waffles, pancakes, but the correct answer has to be pancakes, waffles, French toast. I mean, the first two have God dang houses to them, IHOP and Very Waffle House. Wa- French toast is just trash. Wow, strong words. I know that Ben will also ask what goes with them to try to be as specific as possible, and frankly, that's a coward-ass question. Wow, these are his words, not mine. Little little syrup, little butter, maybe some fruit, but keep it simple, my dudes. Thanks for the time. Keep up the great work. Go Jets. All the best, George. Thanks, George.
1: Firstly pancakes french toast waffles Rank them. not a difficult question all right not one where i'm going to cause a kerfuffle other far more weird hypothetical ones require detail this one is clear so no follow-up questions on just rank the breakfast big three uh this is an og this is like an og fan friday question your george is closer than his wife is because it is french toast that's last but i do think waffles comes above pancakes
0: wait hold up i just said that this was an og we have the same order did you know that
1: I doesn't it doesn't surprise me.
0: I feel like you I feel like you were on Team French Toast, no? Have you ever been on Team French Toast? I
1: don't I don't dislike French toast. I don't think French Toast is trash the way that George does. I do think it's third. And the reality is because if it is like like barring fancy brunch places where you have like an extra glass for orange juice and water, which I never like, that upsets me. Uh the, your, the french toast that you're getting is just not going to be as high ceiling as a pancake or a waffle like either making it at home slash going to like a regular diner whereas waffles and pancakes are higher ceiling and then it's just kind of personal preference to me so i don't mind any of the three of them you put any of the three of them in front of me right now i'm eating that nonsense but to make the ranking goes waffles and pancakes and french toast
0: you have a big sweet tooth right you're a sweet tooth guy tremendously okay so that because because that kind of shocks me there because i feel as though my, my order by the way is waffles number one pancakes number two french toast number three and the reason that's the case for me is because often pancakes and french toast are like drowned in syrup Like, like you, there, there's so much extra, like y'all put chocolate chips on it. You put whipped cream, you put like powdered sugar, you put all of this stuff on French toast and pancakes. And it's like, okay, you're not even, you're not even focusing on the the thing that you're supposed to be eating. You're just focusing on the extra sugar. And that's why those two have never really appealed to me. I I enjoy pancakes. I will order pancakes sometimes, but like, even when I order pancakes, it's kind of like George said. I'm basically doing like butter and maybe a little bit of syrup. That's it. Like French toast. The reason why I don't like it is because like I'm not trying to have syrup soup. You know, I'm right. not trying to. No, I'm, not, think... I'm not trying to get into a Fan Friday is it a soup question when I'm eating my French toast.
1: Okay. 1st you're always trying to get into a Fan Friday is it a soup question. You exist to force me into Fan Friday is it a soup questions. Secondly, <laughs> I I agree. Right, like I do have a sweet tooth, but like I can put butter and and syrup and like you know whatever chocolate chips or blueberries or what have you on a pancake and a waffle, and that is sufficient. Whereas, yes, French toast, it just becomes like, oh, like my tummy feels gross.
0: Right, right, right. Somebody please ask us next week if you put enough syrup on French toast, does it become soup? Nope. We need that. Sean asked this next question. Start, sit, cut. He's getting straight to the point with it. Terrell Owens, Randy
1: Moss, Calvin Johnson. Start Moss, sit Megatron, cut Owens. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and I think that's and, the order. Right, there's a chance that a more uh, healthy and stable career for Owens would have put him into this conversation. Uh, but he just doesn't have the the same body of work in terms of season-to-season consistency that Moss and Megatron do. And obviously, Megatron's, uh, Calvin Johnson's career ended a little bit earlier than expected, but still, like, we can look at those numbers and understand what he was. Uh, And then Randy's best receiver of all time, so.
0: Yeah, I do think that Randy Moss is the best receiver of all time, so I think he's got to be number one. Terrell Owens had, I, I think he had plenty of consistency. I mean, he had... The one year with Philly in 05. Oh, I I should let me
1: make things very clear when I'm speaking of health and consistency, I'm speaking exclusively of the Eagles Super Bowl run season. Okay, 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 because I was gonna (laughs) say, I'd like to uh, let me make that very, very clear. (laughs) Okay, when I reference that, I'm referencing nothing else. He's played like 14 plus games in like most of his season, right? I'm referencing exclusively. The second year in Philadelphia, where the, I think it was the ankle injury that yeah. uh, uh, lingered after the Super Bowl run. But, like, you know, Owens played in that Super Bowl on a bomb ankle and had like 200 receiving yards or something. I was the man.
0: Yeah. Hold on. I'm clicking the playoff tab here. Yeah. He had. Uh, he had. He played in one game, got 14 targets, 122 yep. yards. That's amazing. What a kid.
1: He came back and was just clearly not on a good ankle and was yeah. just. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, Terrell Owens is the best receiver ever. But Um, I was like, nope. And I was like, okay, fine.
0: I mean, I thought the same at the time. I wasn't even an Eagles fan. Uh, Yeah, I'd probably go Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Terrell Owens. And people are are probably yelling at us on the other side of the microphone here. But uh, these are three of the best receivers of all time. So somebody's got to hit the bench. And I'm going to go with Terrell Owens. Brian asked this next one. He said, this just came to mind. Y'all should talk about which Olympic sports y'all are most excited to see. Interested to see if either of you have any particularly obscure ones. So obviously we have the summer Olympics coming up in July. Ben, what are some events that you're really looking forward to?
1: So every year I get super, uh, so I used to run distance, uh, and I, I, I struggle to now because I've got a, a, a weak ankle every year. Whenever the, uh, uh, the track championships come through and i watch those i start trying to like run again because it just i find it very moving i find it very emotional i love watching uh races i think that just in terms of like pure competitiveness especially if you're somebody who who used to race uh seeing just the the expression seeing just the bare nakedness of just like all right it's four laps around this track and everybody here knows it's four laps around the track everybody here knows generally how fast everybody else is and it's just gonna become a matter of who's willing to perform better in this very, very short period of time. Like that stuff is super exciting to me. So I love the track events. Um, which I know probably some people watch, like, that's boring. But even like the, the distance ones, steeple chase and and long hurdles, like all those are sick. Um obviously excited for uh softball, baseball, or not really baseball. except for softball, if we're gonna be honest. Uh, because that that's a sport that I care about and that's a lot of fun. Um, and then uh the wrestling championships uh especially yeah 100 yeah those ones are super fun as well which again it's similar to the the racing thing in the sense that it's it's pretty bare competitiveness right it's like there's you know there's there's decent amount of rules in wrestling but it's you the other guy it's the ring and it's just a matter of of performance in this very short period of time and and, and an implementation of will and so those sort of, of of sports especially for me are always very um they're very familiar. They're very intimate. So I, I like I like getting ready for those. And then obviously, like I'm gonna watch like freaking water polo or something stupid because that's
0: always fun. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. The ones that I feel like I watch the most, um, it's Summer Olympics. Obviously, we're just talking about Summer Olympics here. The uh, 100 meter in track is, is the 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 race that I think gets all the publicity. So I think a lot of people watch that. I love watching gymnastics.
1: Um, it's just See, so unbelievable. I left gymnastics off because I don't have as good of a frame of reference for what's like crazy, insanely good in I, gymnastics.
0: I'm 100% with you, but I can, I can watch Simone Biles and watch her do whatever she does through the air. I don't know what it's called. I don't know the history of it, but then when her feet hit the ground, I just go – that's the greatest yeah. athlete of all time. Like, yeah, like so...
1: every single gymnast I watch, I'm like that person's the greatest gymnast has ever existed. Right, right. I, I, at that point, everybody's so good that I'm like, you know, I can't. Even, I, if if you stripped away the name, I'll put it this way: if you stripped away the names and and the titles, I'd definitely be able to tell that like Simone is one of the best. But other than that, I right. would struggle to like. Figure it out because I just don't have a f- good frame of reference for it, as opposed to, like, the-, the racing where I do. You it's know what tr- I mean? I understand, true, like, what's tricky and why it's tricky.
0: I don't want to say that, like, being a casual uh, of watching gymnastics is better because people who are diehard obviously make the sport go, and that's, that's uh, what has brought it to its popularity. But it almost, for me, feels better that way because I don't know how to criticize what's going on, and instead every time I see any event literally ever – in gymnastics, I'm just like this is the this is this is the greatest athlete ever. This is the greatest athlete right. that's ever existed, and there's no debate.
1: And if I, you could be you could be elite at just one event. What event would it be? I do have a strong answer for this.
0: In gymnastics,
1: yes, in in male gymnastics, men's gymnastics. I guess you can do female gymnastics. I don't, I don't
0: know. Oh, uh, whatever the rings are.
1: Yes, that is the correct answer. Yeah, yes. Which, Not nearly as much flippy flying. none of it was wow, wow, crazy. But man, when that dude is just stock steady on the rings, I'm like, that is the most you, jacked guy ever. That's
0: that's the thing. Like, if 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 you're good at the rings in male Olympics, you will have giant defined triceps and abdominal muscles for your entire life. That's just you. That's who you are. You're just you just you're just gonna be jacked forever.
1: I I. When, when right when there's just like a giant male gymnast that's yes. on the ring yes. doing the iron cross or whatever, I'm like, yo, I need to be jacked <laughs> right now.
0: Gym memberships are through the roof. Ben Ben walks in. He's got his sunglasses on. He's got a headband on. He's got a duffel bag on him, and
1: he's like, Somebody, "Where where's the, where rings? the rings? Point me to the <laughs> rings. <laughs> like, excuse me, sir. This is a Planet Fitness. <laughs> this
0: is a Planet Fitness." There's old ladies getting after it with two-and-a-half-pound dumbbells.
1: Show me the rings.
0: looking for the rings. <laughs> oh, man.
1: That stuff's awesome.
0: Uh, I also love swimming. Um, men and, Men's and women's swimming, I think, are, are very hyped-up events, and for a reason, it's, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Also, basketball. And I'm looking at the basketball roster right now because as I wrote that down, I realized that I don't know who the final team is for Team USA, and now I'm reading it. We got Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Durant's
1: on it, yeah. Kevin Durant, Adebayo,
0: Lillard's on it, Beal's on it, Adebayo's on it. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, this is strong. This yeah. is this is strong. This is strong. We are gonna be all right. The obscure events, you know, because part of why people love the Olympics so much is because at you know. a.m., when you're normally just, like, getting ready for work, making breakfast, you know, you're just going through your day, you can pop on the sports channel, and there will be live Olympic events going on, and it's often not the most high-profile ones, but, like, diving I think it's hilarious because you could sit there and you can watch these guys dive and it's like they've worked their entire diving, careers.
1: Diving is a cool one
0: to, like, put in the background for sure. Right. And, and then, like, you can casually watch diving and they'll do, like, 1,800 flips in the air. And then, like, if they make a little splash, you'll be like, you
1: idiot! What, a, I, what an absolute idiot! Synchronized diving is the bomb. Both for... Perfectly synchronized dives. You're like, that's insane. And then totally scuffed synchronized dives. Where again, you're like, you guys are idiots. We can't do three and a half front flips at the same time. Morons. Meanwhile, like if I ever got up there, I would like fall flat on my face and crawl down the diving board for fear of the height.
0: Weightlifting is another one that I like to watch just because it's it's just awe inspiring. Rowing. Is a super casual one that's very fun to have in the one. background. And then uh, table tennis. Table tennis is the other one, which will not be on a primetime spot, but it's fun to watch. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can get all the latest news odds, info, all of your sporting needs, probably including you know, including some Olympic news as well. But we've got baseball, we've got NBA, we've got NHL, we've got UFC and MMA too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to really get into the game as teams really prep for their playoff runs, get the playoffs going as the Olympics start, as regular seasons are underway, all that stuff. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, all caps locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We got more Fan Friday coming up after the break. All right, this one's a heater out of the break, Ben. You ready for it? Facts. Yes. This is this is from the premium slack. I think Daniel has asked this question like three weeks in a row. It's the same exact question. And I I didn't see it. Until this week. And now that I know that it's a repeat, we got to get it in. He said Prime Mike Tyson, a llama, an ostrich, puppy monkey baby from the 2016 Super Bowl commercial. Which I had to Google. Devon Godshock, Rodrigo Hot Rod Blankenship. A gorilla and a polar bear. Okay. Did you follow me there, people? All of those things are in an eight way UFC match. The cage is four times larger than dimensions as it is normally. Five five minute rounds, tap outs, knockouts, and TKOs place competitors in order from last to first. So obviously, like if you get KO'd or if you tap out first, then you're in last place. You get eighth. Yes. Only one competitor gets the 10 points for winning the round. Biting and eye pokes are allowed, except for Hot Rod because he has his eyes protected. Obviously, that's an advantage for him. Nut punches are still illegal. Rank how they finish.
1: Daniel, appreciate the detail. Yep.
0: This is great. This wow. is Fan Friday at its best.
1: I'm assuming the, Im- the implication here is that the top competitor wins the round gets 10 points, second place gets like 9 points, third place gets 8 points, on and so forth. Uh, in that it is total chaos in the cage and, you know, it's obviously big, but they're all in there at once. The correct order goes from bottom to top. Llama. Hmm. Hot Rod. Okay. The monkey baby thing. Probably monkey baby. Yep. Ostrich. Okay. Devon Godshaw. (laughs) Okay. Mike Tyson. Yep. Polar Bear Gorilla. All right. Okay, simply put, there's too many bodies for the humans to be able to succeed here just because they're not going to have the same, like, instincts and peripheral vision and vestibular senses. Uh, Whereas, like, the gorilla and the polar bear, I'm assuming the gorilla is going to be more used to, like, multiple bodies around and, like, constantly being worried about threats from all angles because that's kind of how the jungle rides. Polar bear is, like, is apex predator, so I don't think he's going to have the same instincts. The monkey, the little monkey baby, is uh is actually a sleeper because of how small he is. And you get him if he like survives to top three, he's just gonna flag the other guys, run around forever. They're never gonna get their hands on him. And then after hours, that big guy's gonna fall asleep and he's gonna win by I guess tap out. I, I don't know. So he's sneaky. Um, I think the ostrich would also be the most fun part.
0: We have the same tiers, I think, because there's 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 three yeah. tiers here, right? And I think that we have the same tiers. Mine are just in a little bit of a different order. I have hot rod finishing last. Uh, I got puppy monkey baby at seventh. I got llama at sixth, simply because he would just bite the ever living crap out of you, and you just tap out immediately.
1: Oh, uh, do llamas bite?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. I've got Devon at five. I've got an ostrich at four because an ostrich can can. Back kick you, and I think that that would just absolutely cripple Got most, some
1: dinosaur claws, man. most
0: people here. Uh, Mike Tyson is three, Polar Bear is two, Gorilla is one. I think that you nailed the top three in the correct order. And people are also going to sit here and be like, how in the world do you think the Hot Rod's going to finish last? There's a puppy monkey baby and a llama in here. And I'm saying to you, it's not that I feel like he couldn't go one-on-one against those two things. It's, it's, a, it's a free-for-all within the cage at all times. So, like, if Hot Rod's standing next to the Gorilla— He's getting messed up. The glasses are yes. getting shattered. My guy's leaving in a body bag. Okay, so I don't know. I just thought that his uh, his chances were less than the others for either getting away or being more elusive uh, against more
1: powerful foes in the ring. So,
0: yeah, I mean, we were actually pretty close on that one, on on how we had it.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, we've been doing this long enough that you could give us that sort of a, uh, a question, and we already have predeterminations for okay the size of the cage affects this and the the format of the fight expects that i was very upset to see how seriously i took it and i was like yeah i know how to i know how to riddle this out and be correct in my response the fan friday has like you just said trained us for these kind of questions and that's why
0: we love them because you guys increase the ridiculousness every time and then we have to bring previous logic into more ridiculous situations yeah i love it it's fun fan friday never know what you're gonna get john asked this next question with major sporting events going on right now, Stanley Cup, NBA playoffs, Euros, rank the top five sporting events that you would want to play in if you and Ben were athletes and playing in them. So like World Cup, Champions League, Finals, Super Bowl, World Series, all that kinds of stuff. He he actually said do the top 10, but I just wanted to narrow it down and, and get to the good stuff. We're going to do the top five. All
1: right. Uh, five is an actual real answer, but it's the Boston Marathon, which like. That's a uh, hold on. Are, are
0: one through four not real answers? Are they they like, are. Are they like mythical games?
1: No, but the, the, the things that I would never ever mythical games
0: have been fun. Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> I was just gonna say, what is it like? Try Wizard Tournament. Was it like Blitzball and and Final Fantasy? Don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but people out there listening know what Blitzball is, and those people, I see you.
1: Uh, so five is is it's a podcast, but yeah, Boston Marathon, which I. I to have have long had aspirations to run in, uh, four is the FIFA World Cup. I, how, I hold on.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Can you just like get in the Boston marathon, or do you have to qualify for it?
1: You have to qualify. You can't just go run it. Well, how do you qualify for it? By being very fast in a Boston qualifying marathon. So a different marathon. So like
0: there's could, so, but you could do that one day.
1: That's why I said it's like a real one, right? Like there's no chance I'm playing in a Super Bowl ever. There's a chance at some point in my life I'm able to get to Boston. When I was in my early 20s and I was in the the teen bracket, I had angles on being able to run a Boston qualifying time. Maybe not being able to go run Boston just because I was in college, but being able to run that qualifying time. And then my, my injury really uh, limited uh, – it made me stop running. So, yeah, but like Boston's one – like I, I that made it on my list because I've seriously had aspirations for it. Every year when the Boston Marathon is on, I'm always like, man, like that's so freaking cool. So – boston is five fifa is four just because i'm not a big soccer fan but obviously that environment seems insanely electric uh which would be a ton of fun three is the olympics if you represent your country that's really cool uh your know, highest level of your sport community at the world stage that's really awesome i don't it, it's probably also a pretty sick experience but it's not like a very traditional experience two for me is a ncaa men's basketball championship i would rather go in oh, the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah, just because of the vibes there and, and, and that whole March Madness feeling and, and the history there. Number one is the Super Bowl because I love football and Super Bowl is the best. The Pro Bowl. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was just like thinking like what what, what else is like even close in terms of – That caught me off of, guard. What? Because there's, cause, like in – ncaa men's basketball tournament could be oh the nba finals and like olympics it could just be like oh like you know the national (laughs) stage of the sport there's nothing like the super bowl in terms of american style football the closest thing is the pro bowl or the college football playoffs but even then that's very new so
0: uh number five for me i have something where you can win an olympic gold medal like whether it's a a match or like a final time or like a final run or whatever like that i have at number five because i agree it would be really cool to represent your country Four, I have the Euro Finals because soccer is, is, is still massive. Not as, not as important as a World Cup, which we will get to later on this list. But uh, four, I've got the Euro Finals. Three, I have the Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl would be cool. That's all I got to say about that. No, I think it'd be, I think it'd obviously be awesome. You get guys who, it's their whole dream to play in the Super Bowl. It's a championship matchup. Like Ben said, if you are a football player, this is the pinnacle. There, There is nothing else. There is no, there's not even an, an Olympics. There's nothing like that. Like it is just solely the Super Bowl. So I think that that would be really cool. Number two for me, NHL playoffs game seven. That's super high on my list. It's right behind World Cup, which is number one World Cup. But, you know, obviously it's just like, the whole world is
1: watching. Uh, the, you know? uh, lightning up right now?
0: Yeah, Lightning, you up
1: 2-0. Suck it, hey, Seth. let's go, baby. Get Montreal out of here. Uh,
0: so I, I think that if you've never been to a Game 7 in an NHL playoff game, you know, you think about it, it's it's an enclosed arena. Um, you know, often you, you get, like, the World Cup. You get the Super Bowl. It's a lot of, like, open arenas and stadiums so yeah it's obviously like super loud but when you pack that many fans into an enclosed arena for a game that is as fast and as intense as hockey is it's just an unbelievable experience so that's number two for me and then number one is the world cup and when i think of like a world cup match i always think of one of the first matches that that it that comes into my head is when uh south africa opened up the south african World Cup back oh man what year was this 20 it was like 2010 i think something around there and it was just like the stadium was packed the people couldn't stop screaming like the 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 game was unbelievably tense it was so close back to back and the whole world is watching Like, like it's not just the people in the stadium. Like, truly, the entire world is watching because during the opening match, that's the only match that's really going on. That's the only match that you really have to think about. That's the only one on day one. So the entire world has World Cup fever. They're they're pumped for it. They're in front of their TV, and they're watching it. And that's just got to be, like, an unreal experience to know that the entire planet is watching you play this game. So I think that's why it would be number one for me. And I also played soccer growing up, so that made it easy for me. Yeah,
1: There we go. Yeah, I would call the game so I could scream gold at the top of my lungs for I a mean, while. That would that, that optimal announcing job is soccer because you should act a total fool, and it's like, yeah, because of the passion of the game. I also love the way they talk because I've been watching the Euro Cup, there's like right. a moment in the background, right? And just the way they describe the game is so different, the vocabulary they use is so different. I find it delightful. It is. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers
0: of makes and models on the road today, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to have all of the parts you need in the store. So, why would you go to the store... Wait in line just to tell them what you need for them to order your part on the computer. Cut out the middleman entirely. Do it yourself. Go over to rockauto.com. Their prices are always very reliably low. Their website is very easy to navigate. You can see exactly what they have in stock for your car or truck. Go over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts that they have available for your car or truck. And if you do, write Locked On NFL Draft in the little How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you over there. They've got everything you could want. At really low prices. They also got great customer service. So they'll work with you to find exactly what you need and how you need to get it. All of that, only one place. It's over at Also, we got a shout out BillBar.com. These are our favorite protein bars ever they're great tasting. They're great for your diet. They've got nine delicious flavors, and it doesn't even include all the limited-time flavors that are coming from month to month. So if you, you got to go to BuiltBar.com and check out the limited flavors that they have. They're refreshing those things all the time. These bars are low in calories, and they're low in sugar, but they are high in protein and high in fiber as well. Great for your diet. Enjoy them morning, noon, and night. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. It's LOCKED15. And you will get 15% off the best-tasting protein bars out there, folks. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. Wash asks this next question. Rank your top five 4th of July firework-watching foods. So, obviously, the 4th of July is mm-hmm. coming up this weekend. What are your four, your five favorite foods, Ben?
1: Right, so my my answers are like fairly just like standard grilling answers because for the Fourth of July, usually just like hang out with family and grill. Yeah. So right. I have, I have like chips, I have hamburger, I have hot dog. We would grill corn on the cob on the grill, which is always fun because you get that, that always that great, jar. always That's great, tasty. Yep. The only thing that I put, have, do you
0: put a little, do you put a little cheese on there? You you put a little cheese. No. Like, have you ever wait? Have you ever done that?
1: No, this okay. is the first so, I'm hearing of it. Okay, so
0: follow me here. You ready? I'm with you. You got your corn on the cob that you're putting on the ground. Yeah. All right. Yeah. After you flip it over to the final side, okay. Mm-hmm. A little pepper jack cheese on the top.
1: Yeah. It'll change your life. Sounds good.
0: I would do it. All right. We'll cheese. Melt the yeah. cheese. Uh, every, every, look, dude. Everybody loves melted cheese.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, usually unless you like
0: those intolerant or vegan.
1: Yeah, but then stop listening to the podcast. Um Whoa. <laughs> I usually do uh I usually do just, just butter. That's like kind of the way that which is always super tasty. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's classic it's melted it's butter classic. on stuff. Um did you ever so when you were when top. you
0: were a kid and when you were a kid, I i mean like maybe I'm calling you out because you might still do this, but you probably shouldn't because it's something that you should leave in your childhood days. Do you ever take the corn and then take the block of butter and then just rotate that bad boy like a tire, like straight on the like straight on the butter?
1: No, you've never done that, right? I I feel like I never had that much butter at my disposal. Well, it's just like think of a
0: okay. So just like think of a stick of butter, okay. You just yeah put the corn on the cob like on top of it, right? Just straight on top of it, and then you. I'm saying if I went
1: for the whole stick of butter, my mother would be like, "Put the whole stick of butter down." I'm like, "Yeah, that's reasonable." (laughs) Look, that's, that's why I that's
0: why I don't do it anymore because I'm an adult now, but as a kid I used to do that. If anybody else has done that out there, big shout out. You lived a great childhood, full of butter. Uh,
1: no, so I, I, I feel like I just do right. I would really like have the butter that comes in a tub, the spreadable stuff already, or now I'm an adult and I'm not allowed to do that, which sucks. Um the one like actual Fourth of July E food that I like remember having is uh we would get like from the grocery store to get the shortcake with like the whipped cream and the berries on top. Cause then oh, it's yeah. like red, white yeah. and blue. Um, My mom's birthday is a July birthday and she loves shortcake. So we would get that 4th of July and then we would get it again. For
0: my mom's birthday. birthday is a July birthday as well. And we're both March birthdays. It's unbelievable. Wow. Big shout out moms out there with some. Oh, birthdays. go mom. Okay, so wait, did you have a ranking or was just it just Yeah, like it was it style? was
1: five chips, uh four hot dog, three hamburger, two grilled corn on the cob, and then one was the uh uh the shortcake thing, okay. which is kind of like rankings for 4th of July specifically. Do
0: we have a specific kind of chips though, you know?
1: No, I th- we'd probably just get barbecue chips usually. I, I would say is like, you know, we're just getting like Lay's, like it's it's not okay. special. All right, all right. Um All right. Meh. All right. Okay. What do you get?
0: All right, so five, I got, I got, it's mostly grill items and then an obscure one at number one. Yeah, okay, go for it. Number five, I got kebabs. Kebabs are a good way to get a lot of different flavor, all in one setting. You know, you get the peppers, you get the onions, you get your choice of meat, whatever it is. Kebabs are pretty good. Four, I got hot dogs. It's a classic. You got to have hot dogs on the grill for 4th of July. It's just what you do. Three, not often on the grill. Because they're tougher to do, but ribs. I feel like ribs are a great 4th of July meat. We just don't get it a lot. I'm going to be with my
1: buddies. Yeah, I'm going to be with my buddies this year, and we're doing ribs.
0: Okay, and, and, and I think I think ribs are a A1 4th of July food. It's just often tougher because, like you said, like normally on 4th of July, you're out, you're grilling. There's a lot of people there, and so like preparing a lot of ribs is— So I mean, it's more difficult than firing up the grill and just throwing some burger patties on there. Uh, Number number two, I have burgers because it is the classic. You have to have a burger on 4th of July. It's just what you have to do. And number one, I know I said it's food, but it's the absolute sustenance of 4th of July. It is Budweiser heavy, baby. That is what we are drinking on the 4th of July. That is what's going down. Seltzers, you can mix it in there if you want. That's fine, but you got to have at least one Bud heavy because that is the quintessential American beer funny that it's from a company that isn't american-based but you know oh yeah that's where we are yeah it's uh um, budweiser is made by anheuser-busch which is they're not german what are they
1: i oh, would that czech- would have been my guess
0: no czech republic what is what is anheuser-busch
1: now I gotta, you watch rusty ranks beers on tiktok
0: no no i haven't
1: Oh, buddy. Oh, man. All right. I have a treat for you on Saturday. Hey,
0: Czech Republic. I knew it. Let's go.
1: Well done. Wow. Wow. Shout out Dominic Hasek.
0: Do you have any idea do who that is, Ben?
1: Nope, but you don't know who Rusty is, so we're equally ignorant. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, that's fair. Uh, is there something? Are you telling me something about Rusty, or are you sending me something to watch later?
1: I will send you something to watch later. Okay, perfect. But everybody right now, just Google Rusty Rank Spears TikTok.
0: Mark Schofield good friend of the podcast said if you were current college athletes what NIL sponsorship deals are you getting
1: fair question uh one that i'm not going to lie have absolutely thought of over the last week in terms of like what i would hope to be uh uh what i would hope to be sponsored by and my best answer is because like a lot of these deals are like local areas right it's not right, anything right. that's like super nasty big like, oh I'll be sponsored by nike okay well you're an idiot like you're not getting sponsored by nike like, i mean that's some- not- look dude somebody's getting sponsored by nike right eventually like that's not happening yet and uh i don't think it's gonna happen for a while i think it's gonna be more so small and local stuff so on uh 53rd street in downtown not downtown chicago in south side of chicago where i went to school there is a delightful buffet style restaurant that's basically a breakfast diner, but it serves breakfast all day. and It's open 24 hours and you have to pay with cash and the plates are absolutely humongous and full of carbs. And it's completely 100 percent sustained by the University of Chicago student base called Veloy. And it was like a few minute walk from where I lived. And so if I would do like a week of running, right, because, again, I'm getting sponsors. This is when I can run. Uh, on Saturday, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to valoy and I'm getting a seven dollar plate of hash browns that's larger than my face and I'm eating it. Or like, you know, I'm I'm getting like the scrambled egg big boy breakfast for four dollars and it's gonna have three pounds of meat on it. Yeah. Like this is the sort of place we're talking about. That'd be the place I'd want to be sponsored by. I'd be like, come to valoy after a run and put all of the carbs back in your body in four seconds for the low price of three dollars because that's this is the sort of place that it was and we, the only and problem we must, was
0: it is our duty as citizens to protect such places
1: i would walk into Valois with no cash so much and every single time i'd be like they just need to get a card machine and then i would walk across the street to the atm and use it and have to pay to use the atm i like, actually probably they're making money from this atm so know what they're geniuses but <laughs> I would sponsor Valoy on the condition that they actually got a card machine to make it easier to pay there. All right, so if, if this were, like, me today, um,
0: video game streaming, I feel like, would be a good one. Like, if you were super into video games, I feel like that would be a good one, which I am. Publix, I think,
1: would be a great one. Shout out, Publix. Please sponsor the podcast. Publix, the fact that Publix not sponsoring the podcast just speaks to cowardice. It is just uh,
0: unbelievable. Did you see, did you see Trey Knox, the wide receiver from Arkansas, get the Petco sponsorship?
1: Yes, that's cute as Frank.
0: Right. So like Petco would be on there because me and Big Marv, big chilling. Uh Alyssa said Waffle House, which I think is also just beautiful. Can you imagine me an athlete sponsored by Waffle House? Just, I'd get your jersey in 2.5 seconds. If this were actually me in college it would be whatever all you can eat wing place was around me. We had like a rotation of different spots uh in Lakeland and in Gainesville, the two the two towns that I went to college in and just that would be that would be my go-to. If I could have been sponsored by anybody, it would have been like Gator Stockside or Casmore's wings or or something. Like it we're we're talking whatever's got the all you can eat wing deal in town. That's what we're going with.
1: So yeah. That's also fair and reasonable. Yeah. I feel like both of our answers are answers that people who had regular college experiences would want to be sponsored by, not college athletes oh, Ray, in a yeah, yeah. way that they have to handle their diets. Oh, of course. By. No, 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 no.
0: No, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just, uh, we're effing around. Shane asked this question. Great. This is a great question. There is a kicker in the 2020 draft who is automatic on 67 yard field goals, line of scrimmage at the 50 yard line. How big of an offensive weapon would he be and what round would he go in? So, Ben, I'm gonna only
1: automatic. Right, right. I'm
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to a a ruling. I'm gonna go to you for a ruling. Is he only automatic from 67, and then the rest of the chance is just like he's a normal kicker, or is it 67 and in? I the
1: way it is written indicates to me that he is only automatic when the ball's on the 50 yard line. He's automatic on 67 yard field goals. That's what he said. Not on 67-yard uh, field goals inside of 67 yards. Field goals on his size of the 50. He just says he's automatic on 67-yard field goals. Okay. All right. Now, Which which is interesting. Let's say you've got third and seven from the 45. Are you trying to pick up that third and seven? Or are you trying to take an intentional five-yard sack? Tell the quarterback, just go to the 50 and put a knee down. We're picking up three. That, that play right there has an EPA of three, which is a very high EPA. For a single play, especially a play not in the red zone.
0: I mean, the answer is first round, obviously.
1: If it's just sixty-seven yarders, uh,
0: Ben Roberto Aguayo was drafted in the second round. Yeah, and, and that was dumb. Right, right, but like, who, like, do you, I think that if you are telling a coach that they talk to a. Wizard or like an angel sent from God, and he was just like, "Yo, this kicker will make every sixty-seven-yard field goal." And the coach was like, "All right, cool, angel bet.
1: You're drafting that guy in the first round." But here's the problem: he's gonna miss. It's sixty-seven, and then once you get like, if you pick up that yeah, but then he out,
0: then he becomes does he does he become just an average kicker after that? Yes. But that's fine. So he's so he's just an
1: average NFL kicker, and then can make automatic from sixty-seven. Right. His his real value comes in close games late because now you're not even trying to get. As long as it's a game within three points, you're you're getting to the the opponent's forty-six, and then you're just chucking up hail marys, and then on third down you go and you you get the ball on the fifty. But the problem is, is the way it changes your decision making once you clear the fifty. Because now you're not you don't have all three downs to pick up a first down. You really only have two. If you pick up if you're in third and ten at the thirty-five, so it's a fifty-two-yard field goal, you're not going to risk him taking the fifty-two yard field goal and missing it. You're going to run backwards fifteen yards, get to the fifty, put a knee down, and get hundred percent field goal. Okay. But now you're limiting your ability to go get touchdowns because you're taking away a down in order to set it up. So at what point do you actually go for it on third down? And oh, you pick up four yards. And now it's a forty-eight yard field goal. Is he automatic enough on a forty-eight yard field goal that it justifies the attempt on third down to pick up the first down and actually go score a touchdown? What if you get it to the twenty? What if what if you get it to first and goal and then you get a a holding penalty? Now it's third and goal from the fifteen. You run him back thirty-five yards? No, you're not. You're going for it. So it, it, it's it's not as neat as it seems. So I would not take him first round but i would take him like top 15.
0: What's the average of possessions per game? Is it like 14?
1: It's A... so like 13 14 for, possessions for, per game for an individual team? Yeah. No, like 10. Is it? Yeah. I ac- would ac-
0: According to Pro Football Reference in 2013, there's an article that i just found and clicked on. The average team had 12 offensive drives per game. And this yeah, okay. is in, and this is in 2013.
1: All right, 12 13 then, yeah. I said 10 with my chest, but the more I think about it, the more I think it's wrong and dumb. If you just kick a 67 field yard field goal every possession, you get into 50 every possession? How often do, how many of those 12 drives cross the 50? I would say, oh, that's great. Not 12. Yeah. This is a low key difficult question, interpreting it the way we're interpreting it.
0: I still think this, I still think this, this kicker goes
1: first. Yeah.
0: I don't know. The league's done a lot of dumb
1: stuff. <laughs> Just dejected, late man. The league does a lot of dumb stuff.
0: All right, we're moving on from this question. I, I think the answer is. I think the answer is first round. I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I think it's first round. So what do you think? Second round? Yeah, I take the second. Okay. Brandon said you mentioned in the final episode of the Antarctica series that Colts fans have been hating on you lately. Which five fan bases do you get? The most criticized by, and which five ba- fan
1: bases do you get the most praise from? I only did most criticize. I didn't. I yeah, didn't I, see I, the, I, the
0: five praise.
1: I couldn't think of four of five for both. Um, I just don't read my mentions enough for that. If we're gonna be honest, um, Colts fans definitely uh, recently have not been f- not liked me. Titans fans recently have not liked me. Uh, Giants fans tend to be the most like NFC East group. Like I wrote about Dexter Lawrence. Being really good recently, and like there was a whole subsection of Giants Twitter that got into a thread about whether or not this was real. Because I'm an Eagles fan, if I can be trusted, and I was like, "This is not how <laughs> that works." It's not. I don't. My coverage doesn't really affect how well the Giants plays, or whatever. Um, made Bills fans upset recently, but that was really the first time. Generally, I've had a positive experience with Bills fans. I think they get too much flack. Um, you're saying okay, it, hold
0: on. I'm just clarifying your words. You're saying that Bills fans get too much flack and you've actually had good experiences with them. Yeah. yeah, Okay. 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 I do not find you made, you made it sound like a little bit like they go after you and like Bill's fans go after you. No,
1: this, 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 this whole Josh Allen, our Americans thing was the first ever incidents I've had with Bill's fans. And they Uh, certainly, they, they, they came out for their guy, which, okay, you know, cool. But in general, I find Bill's fans to be just as rabid as every other fan base, you know, which, I don't know, maybe that'll upset Bills fans. So like, no, we're more rabid, but like, all right, cool, that's fine. Um, but you know, to me they're 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 nuts and everybody else is nuts, so we're all nuts. Um I Eagles fans like me. I obviously maybe that's rude to say. Um, but generally they're fans. Uh Jets I've had a good experience with, I wanna say. Uh Raiders fans don't like me. Can't really think of fan bases that like me, to be honest. Yeah, I can't either.
0: I don't know why you, I don't know why you're on the show. Wow, the five fan bases that Graft I think
1: fans like me,
0: uh, the five fan bases that I think we get the most flack from collectively just on this podcast, uh, I would say five is Vikings fans. I feel like yes, Vikings that, fans sometimes go after uh, Four, I have
1: Packers fans. You get no, 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 no. That's not. That's you. That's you, Mr. Zedaria Smith. Well, we're on the podcast, Ben. Yeah, and it's was, us. Was, it's us. We're uh, married. Yeah, but, hey, I did not support you in that decision. Uh, Three, I have Broncos fans. I
0: feel like Broncos fans get mad at us every now and then. Two, I have the New York Giants because we make fun of Dave Gettleman a lot, and I think the Giants fans don't like that. And then number one I just have is Colts. I mean, like I don't even think the Colts fans hate us. They've just been we, we – we've talked about the Colts a lot, and they've disagreed with our assessment of their players or team quite a bit. So I don't even think it's that they hate us. It's just been more topical lately. Yeah. Those are the five. We still love you guys. We do. Thanks for well, listening to the pod. I go so far as to say that. Nah, we do. I do at least. Yeah. And Ben yeah. Ben sports my decision in loving everyone. Yeah. Gary asks this next one. When looking at a player's athletic history, are there any positions that you like to see specific sports in? I know that a lot of linemen are former wrestlers, and personally, in my opinion, QBs with baseball backgrounds always seem to make a huge run.
1: I think that the the two that you've named are the two that that stand out. right? You love to see uh, a trench player with a wrestling background because the understanding of leverage points on the body, uh, how to displace a guy, uh, quick, violent, explosive, impactful motion is going to be great. Uh, quarterbacks with baseball background, we're just increasingly see they have more willingness to, to adjust their arm angle. Uh, and they have more, um, just whatever it is, a better understanding of those fine motors in the elbow and in the wrist that allow you to get velocity on a ball while you're at weird angles, while you're elevated out of the air. You Think about Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray as infielders, not even so much as pitchers, uh, and, and that ability to kind of throw as their body is not moving in the direction that they want the ball to travel uh, so those two that are mentioned there are really big. Uh, I would say that you do like it at times when your big cat, pass catchers have basketball experience, um, because of the comfort playing quote unquote above the rim, right? The comfort uh, addressing the ball in the air, boxing out for leveraging, boxing out for position. That's a classic one. In general, you just want your athletes to have played multiple sports because it means that they've trained their.
0: Their eyes, they train their
1: mind, they train their neurons in different ways, different impetus, and that's gonna make them a a much better responsive athlete. It's gonna make them more well rounded. Yep. Then the big ones
0: are the ones you listed. Yeah. That was that was a big takeaway as well. Like anytime an athlete can play multiple sports, you just they're more natural. at at, at just movements and everything. They've trained different muscles. Like you said, their eyes can go to different places. They've got better awareness and recognition of everything that could go on. When you play other sports, I think it just helps you no matter what. Lyman as wrestlers is a big one. Quarterbacks as pitchers. Tight ends as basketball players. Um, Kickers, soccer players. I think that that kind of goes into it a little bit. Receivers being former sprinters, track guys, I think that that's nice because you get both the top speed and the acceleration coming out from a zero start, so I think that that definitely helps. Running backs, I've never heard of this before, but I just thought of it while I was thinking about this exercise. I would love for running backs to have gymnastics backgrounds because not only do I think that gives them really good core strength, which is important for taking contact and having good balance and staying up, but also, gymnasts are also quite flexible, and I think that that could go a lot into injury prevention for a position that takes a lot of punishment and has their body slammed very quickly in different directions. And and so I, I, I've never heard of that before, but I was thinking to myself, like, what's an outside-the-box one that could be a little bit different that, that we maybe haven't heard before? And, and if a running back had a gymnastics background, I think that that would be very advantageous for them. So, yeah, that's another one that I would add to that list call me bob ask this next one what's the worst draft pick of any team in recent memory so we'll do of the last five years you gotta weigh things like draft position players in the same position group that were selected before and after uh cap ramifications all that stuff
1: traki polite drafted by the jets uh that was bad yes that was bad Ja'Kai Polite was a rising edge out of Florida for the 2019, 2020, 2019, 2019 NFL draft. It's 2019. Um, he, he ended up a third round pick. Uh, he, he was a rising edge rusher. There I thought he was going to be in the first round. I remember you were at his podium at the combine, right? I think I was Correct. writing at the time. Yeah. Yep. You were there. Uh it was just not a solid interview. Strange, uh, man.
0: Strangest interview I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, just in terms he was just really wanted to emphasize to everybody how little he cared.
0: Yeah, about kind
1: Which is just kind of not optimal at that venue. Uh, so character concerns, preparation concerns. He wasn't really at a good weight for his pro day. He didn't really look uh, prepared to work out. Dropped him down the board. Mike McCagnon was the GM here. This was the draft that that he hit and then he was fired in the summer. I remember how much that pissed you off that you would let a guy do a draft and you know you're going to fire him it's later. It's the dumbest um, thing ever, man. Right. And McCagnon takes Polite with the 68th pick because why the heck not? Like he knew he wasn't going to be around. Uh so he didn't have to like be careful and like so make justifiable dumb. picks. And Polite was like really good on the field. So if you're right, you're a genius and if you're wrong, it doesn't matter you're getting fired anyway. Uh if you say Okay, but Ben like it doesn't have the, as bad of cap implications as a first round bust. It's true. uh polite was fined over a hundred thousand dollars during his time with the Jets, which he was there he, they cut him it, before the season started. So he was there April, May, June, July, August. He was there five months, four months because that drafts the end of April. so May, June, July, August, and he was cut by September uh, by, by the end of August, beginning of September. Uh, and so while well, uh, that fine doesn't come up against the cap, they paid him an extra 25k a month to never take a snap for them, just in terms of the fines that he ended up accruing, because he just simply was not uh, prepared physically or mentally to, to enter the league, which is a dang shame. Uh, he then bounced around on, I want to say, the Seattle practice squad and the Rams practice squad, and now he's out of the league. Uh, he just seemingly was just never willing to do the, the preparation work necessary to stick in the NFL, which, again, is, is a dang shame, so... Best or excuse me, worst pick the last five years probably Jackie kind of Polite. I
0: think that when you take everything into the equation of where they were drafted, how they were drafted, and who else was in that class, the two that immediately come to mind are Mitch Trubisky and Josh Rosen. Because if you look at Mitch Trubisky, the Bears traded up one spot with the Niners, who, I mean, weren't even going to take a quarterback. They moved up one spot just to select Trubisky in a draft that also contained Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, who were picked 10 and 12. So, I mean, like, that's... You're picking this guy eight picks and 10 picks above two guys who have absolutely taken over the league, and Mitchell Trubisky has, has proven to be a nobody. And not only did you do that, you traded up to get him. I think that that's an unbelievable bust, and one of the biggest blemishes that we've seen in the NFL draft over the last couple of years. And then Josh Rosen, selected number 10 overall. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Allen, those guys all went before Josh Rosen. Um, Lamar Jackson, obviously in that class as well, but he got picked a lot later at number 32. You just look at Rosen and, and how a lot of people believe that he was one of, if not the best quarterbacks in this class, thought he was a future franchise changer. A, he was out of Arizona so fast. And granted, it was some stuff that was out of his control. But we've seen now as he's bounced around the league a couple of times on uh, backup roles and now even like practice squad assignments. Like it's just. He 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 busted man. Like we like we were just wrong about this dude. Like he 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 just could not get it. He's had so many different chances on a couple of different teams now. And yeah. the, the career is not over for Josh Rosen, you know, like he might get a starting job if if he sticks with it, but yeah, that has to be a massive bust from what we thought Josh Rosen was to now how many different teams that he has been on. He's got to be one of the biggest.
1: You're not wrong. Uh unfortunately. Yeah, the figuring out the quarterback Bad draft pick bust thing is always tricky for me because there's always so much coverage on them and there's so much discussion on them and there it ends up feeling that there's so many reasons uh, why they could have uh, of of failed and kind of oh what if Trubisky was not with Chicago in this but, but whatever right whereas like Jokic is like holy smokes that was a train wreck from right, day one right all yeah.
0: right uh couple more here we'll get them rapid fire and then we'll get you guys out of here Todd asked this one inspired by the Suns and C three. Who are the older players that have never reached a Super Bowl that you would love to see do so? Uh, see, he said reached, and I thought he meant won, so my list is maybe a little bit different. So who do you have? Uh, I have Larry Fitzgerald on mine, but Fitzgerald has been to a Super Bowl, but he did not win. That was the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl in 09. Uh the other players that I would love to see get a ring, I'd love to see Brian Fitzpatrick get a ring. I mean, it would just it would it would make my heart so unbelievably happy to see that. Andrew Whitworth, he's been around since God, what is it, the 2006 draft, 2008 draft, something like that. He's 39 years old. He's still playing offensive tackle. I'd love to see him get a ring as well. Frank Gore and then Alex Smith, those are the other two. I know that Alex Smith uh, is no longer in the league, but I would have really liked to see him get a ring.
1: Yeah, if you look on lists online, most of them are retired players and famous old players who didn't get a ring, like LaDainian Tomlinson never got a ring. Oh, no, big sad. Uh, Dan Marino's on there, Barry Sanders, uh, Terrell Owens. So, those those are the guys that end up standing out. I don't know. Like, it's I, in terms of like current NFL players, it was tough for me to think of active guys who haven't gotten a ring. The only one who is semi recent is Phillip Rivers. Rivers would have been so much fun uh, to watch. Oh, man. You're right there. Play, yeah, for sure. Championship and Super Bowl. But for like, sure. even guys like Adrian Peterson, um, jason witten like i don't know like to me that that i don't i don't feel the same way about those guys joe thomas is another good one uh who obviously like just stuck for the with the browns too thick and thin for forever and that's really awesome and joe seems like a really cool dude Uh, and so he would have been it would just been fun for right. him to be able to win a super bowl and say that 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 goes as like the cherry on top of what should be a hall of fame career but instead he's just super jacked on the NFL, nfl network now and honestly go off king
0: Joe, just come out of retirement and sign a one year contract with Tampa. Just get a free ring.
1: Uh sign a one year contract with the Browns. Free ring. <laughs>
0: uh Marcel that's this last one. This is the last one that we're gonna get to. Who would be in the final four of an arm wrestling tournament between the thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Who would win and who would be the thirty-second seed?
1: Okay. Thirty second seed. Yes. First starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh-huh. Kirk Cousins.
0: Oh, I have Jared
1: Goff. Are, right. Well, are there quarterbacks who are probably smaller than Kirk Cousins? Yes. Kyler Murray. Do I still just want to bully Kirk Cousins? Wow. Yes. Wow. Ergo. See,
0: this is why Vikings fans are on the list
1: of hating us.
0: Okay. Because of this. In terms of, this, Okay. This okay. garbage. This, okay. This targeting of a fan base.
1: Listen. Who... Does anyone make fun of Kirk Cousins more than Viking fans make fun of Kirk? Oh my gosh, English. Make fun of Kirk Cousins? Cuz I feel I, like that's a no. I don't know, maybe. All right. Well, I in my head. Okay. Vikings fans are endeared by fair fair. That. Fair. All right. So, my top 4. Cam Newton. All right, he's dad.
0: he's in mine, okay? Very obvious. Tom Brady. Not in mine. No.
1: Extremely competitive? No, you're dumb. Uh, weird arm elasticity because of tom Brady's T B twelve method it means that he's able to fight back from from losing uh, positions. I don't know, whatever. I just okay. feel like Tom. I feel like Patrick Mahomes would be like, oh no, I lost in the first round. I'm protecting my five hundred million dollar arm. And Tom would be like, let's fucking go. So I just think that Tom would just take it way too seriously. Okay. Uh Justin Fields super jacked. Wow and I'm then four a rookie. Okay,
0: well like he's super jacked. Wow, picking a rookie he hasn't even played it down in the NFL before.
1: I'm not doing this. Uh <laughs> four. <laughs> if you make a Kyle Pitts is no a fant reference, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Russ. It might be Aaron Rodgers. Uh it might be freaking um uh oh, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is low key a little bit jack. Oh yeah, Jalen Hurts, Jack. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll go Russ. Russ has got like a good. Yeah, that's Russ. A good one. Russ has got a good looking bicep.
0: Um so that's my top four. All right, so Jared Goff is 32 for me. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is number 4. Uh, I I could put Russell Wilson in here. I was debating between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, one of the two, but I wanted to get Patrick Mahomes in there. Three I have Cam Newton. Two yeah, two I have Josh Allen. Large arm, large kid. And number 1 it's only right that I cheat a little bit here on the last question of Fan Friday. Of course, Taysom Hill. It's not cheating. I mean, I don't think he's going to be the starter in Week One. That's oh, that's okay. the only reason why I would be cheating.
1: I feel like Josh Allen doesn't have a great like his arm. You want you want to have a little bit of like a Dude, shorter he's in arm. Buffalo. Oh, that's a great point. I forgot that Buffalo is the arm wrestling capital of the world. What are you Th- even talking about? Well, you just said it. They're the arm wrestling capital of the world. Yeah, I made it up because you said it. You, you said it. If you it you said it.
0: What do you mean you made it up? It's fact. I,
1: I At any, every a, single a Bills wrestler, game, at every single Bills, Bills game, there's at least
0: one. There is at least one arm well, wrestling match that well, goes on. I'm all not.
1: What was that last one? I didn't get that one. See, I, I just got too long of an ulna, which, like, the ulna and the radius of the bones in your forearm. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not a good lever for arm wrestling. You want to have a shorter arm. No, you want to have a longer
0: arm because then you get more muscle. No, that's yes. not. How it works. Yes, because then you can pin them down. Nope. Good, what do you think man. these quarterbacks are going to be using, yeah, like absolutely. lifelong techniques for arm wrestling? No, it's going to be like you did in in grade school during lunch when you finished your turkey sandwich. You're like, all right, who wants to arm wrestling? You just roll up the arm and put the hand. All
1: up. things being completely equal, the person with the shorter arm is a very slight advantage. This is thanks to simple physics. The further the distance, from all right, the so pick- why is
0: Kyler Murray on your list, coward?
1: Force or strength, the arm has to evenly distributed along its length. Second. So what do you got to get to? What
0: do you get against Kyler Murray? Why is he on your list? You, you, you scientifical leverage geometry teacher.
1: He's probably he's Calvin Murray. He's thin.
0: i Zach Wilson on there. Tiny little arms. Does Zach Wilson have tiny arms.
1: Wilson's not super like muscled up. So his arm is a little just thin. My yeah. rankings are better than your rankings. Josh Allen's a bad choice. And then whoever else you cheat in the first one. Is also my t-
0: my four quarterbacks could beat up your four quarterbacks. No. No. In an arm wrestling contest? No. No, just straight beat them up. Like we'd get we get tired of you running your mouth about science and then we just beat you up. Trevor. Yeah.
1: Shorter arm, slight advantage, simple physics. I win Fan Friday. It's another that's another another check for me in the win column of the Fan Friday win totals that we've been keeping for years and not telling the listeners about.
0: Who did you have at number one? Who are we even arguing about right now?
1: um cam oh Taysom him hell would beat cam no f- finish the podcast no Do I've, the got, I've got,
0: <laughs> I've got <laughs> Cam ranked third all right that's it that's fan friday good to get another win under the belt especially on the final question there really made sure that ben had no chance to win this fan friday appreciate everybody who asked questions both on twitter and instagram Oh, and I should say on the premium Slack as well. Big shout out, Daniel, for the detailed UFC question. Hopefully the answer was uh, was as good as you were looking for because you were waiting three weeks for us to answer that question. Appreciate y'all for getting in on the podcast. Hope you guys have a wonderful, safe, enjoyable, relaxing, food-filled 4th of July weekend. You know, get get a couple of days out of it, you know? Like, start the festivities a little early. Start, start big, ch- like, start grilling on Saturday. Do it. You can do whatever you want. It's just your holiday. Do it right now. Right. And look, like it's, it's Friday. The second you hear this podcast, just go ahead and fire up the grill. Make it a three-day event.
1: Your boss is like, where are you going? What are you doing? Like, my my podcast friends told me to leave. <laughs> to go oh, fire up point. the grill immediately. Have a
0: great time this weekend, everybody. We'll see you guys back on Monday. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Lockdown NFL Draft.